It's time to start rallying around America's young conservatives and explore what it means to be a young Republican in the 21st century. In a world where it seems like everyone under 30 must be a liberal, these are the stories you haven't heard before from the voices of America's young conservatives. So let's find out what it truly means to be raised right. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Raised Right. Now, this week's episode is going to be all about a young lady by the name of Sadie Eargood. Now, Sadie is a young conservative out of Michigan who had her very own run-in with cancel culture at only 16 years old. Her story reached national headlines, including Fox News, after she decided to stand up and fight back for her rights. And when Sadie shared her experience with me about how her high school teacher, who, of course, had to be the journalism teacher, ripped political pins off of her jacket in class, I knew I had to get her on to share this the full story with all of you and myself and to show an example of what's taking place in our country's public school systems, as well as, you know, give us a look into what happens when you stand up for yourself and kind of fight back. She really is quite the brave soul, and I'm so glad to have her on to share what being raised right means to her. So without further ado, Sadie Eargood. Sadie, thank you so much for coming on to share your story. I have to say you really are an inspiration to young conservatives everywhere as one of the first to kind of stand up to an example of cancel culture when it happened to you just over a year ago. So Thank you for coming on. Um, Sadie, why don't you give us the background from your perspective of what happened to you at 16 as a high schooler in Michigan? Yeah, so I was the president of our Turning Point USA chapter. I wore political clothes all the time. I had about 20 pins on my backpack. And about two weeks prior to this incident, he stopped me and he said, oh, well, you must hate me. I don't like Trump. And I was like, no, I don't hate you. You're like my favorite teacher. Um, So at this point I thought, okay, I'm on good terms with my teacher. Everything's fine. Um, And two weeks later I come into class and I sit down at my seat like normal and I stand up to throw something away and he approaches me and he starts saying things like this won't do and I don't like that pin and I just said you don't have to like it we can have our opinions um and then he reached for my chest where the pin was at it was down the zipper of my jacket and I you know started telling him no and stop and he just kept going and I tried to push his hands off of me he put his right hand on my shoulder to hold me in place and I just kept pushing and pushing and he was backing me into a corner so after this happened he wrestled with it for about 30 seconds which felt like an hour but he got the pin off and paraded around the classroom bragging about how he just took the pin off of me and while he was doing that I was blowing up my mom's phone texting her telling her what had just happened and she obviously called the school and asked that I be pulled out of class right away and so after repeatedly asking him for my pin back I finally got it back about five minutes later and at the same time is when the vice principal came to the door to get me from class And we walked down to the office and I just lost it. I started crying and just sobbing, telling them my story. And they didn't 
really seem to have any care about me at all. They were just like, oh, okay. So, yeah. And then after I told my story, me and my mom went to the police department after school and filed a police report while we were waiting in the lobby. The vice principal that I talked to previously was there as well filing a re- police report because he said that when something like that happens, they have to file it with the police department. And me and my mom said, by the way, lots of news sources have already contacted us about this and we're going to talk to them. And he said, well, I just love it when people make up stories before the real story is revealed or before there's an investigation done. And I was like, um, I was there. It happened to me. I think I know the real story. Um, so that's as far as that goes. Um, we had some meetings after that and, uh, I was told to keep my mouth shut and not say anything, but obviously I did. <laughs> Good. I'm proud of you. I mean, that's, that's very similar. What happened to me after my, you know, experience with the cancel culture, they tell you to kind of just sit down, be quiet. Don't say anything. Don't talk to the press. And I think, you know, it's time that we start to do the opposite. So I commend you for, you know, standing up to that, especially at 16 when this happened to you. I mean, that's scary for any, any teenager, especially in high school. So for you to, to be brave and to stand up and talk to different outlets is awesome. Yeah, so yeah, of course. So this teacher, what, what class did he teach? Um, he was the journalism teacher. Surprising. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, Sadie, that cracks me up in like the worst and best ways, you know, possible. Right. (laughs) So as a turning point um, president, you said you normally wear gear like this, right? Does your club tend to wear pins and all kinds of stuff around the school? Yeah. um, My turning point chapter, it was just me and my best friend who was my VP. So me and her were really the only politically outspoken people there who were on the right, at least. Um, Mm -hmm. So we wore all kinds of stuff. We wore MAGA hats, we wore turning point merch, all kinds of things. That's awesome. Good for you guys. Did you feel like in your high school, there was a, an unfair balance that you guys would be punished more for wearing that gear than say someone on the left would? Oh, yes, definitely. So there was a club there called the Alliance, which is basically to bring, as they worded it, to bring straight people and LGBTQ people together. And when I tried to get my group approved, the principal said he didn't want any conflict. He didn't want any disagreement. And so I'm like, well, they can have their group, but we can't have ours. And I said, I have nothing against their group. I just want my group approved so we can do our thing. And it finally got approved. I posted probably close to 50 posters all over the school, took my whole lunch break to do it. And I come back to school the next day and they're all ripped up and torn off the walls. So there's definitely a bias there since they were allowed to have a gay flag in the hallway. Wow. That's shocking, especially because you would think, you know, in in schools and and even in universities, there should be this dynamic of a whole big acceptance of free speech and the ability to kind of share your beliefs, whether there's discrepancies with it or not. You know, that is a freedom of of speech. And so they shouldn't be trying to give it to one and take away from the other. So it's been a little bit over a year. This happened in December of 2019. So now we're in February of um, 2021. Are you getting ready to graduate? Um, actually there was kind of a blessing in disguise that came out of this. So 
I wasn't really able to go back to school after that. I went for a week and I couldn't do it anymore. They didn't offer me any security that was helpful. They, I was getting shoved in the hallway, spit on, um, talked to by another teacher told that I was lying and I needed to stop. Um, so I made it a week afterwards and finally had to go online. So I went through this, um, organization called Graduation Alliance. And in three months, I finished my junior year and my whole senior year and graduated at 16. So that was really awesome. (laughs) Good for you. That's really cool. Making the most out of the situation for sure. So did anything ever end up happening with the police report? Was the teacher ever, you know, face repercussions or was punished for what happened? Um, The teacher got two weeks paid non-disciplinary leave as his punishment. So he got a two-week vacation and um, the prosecutor declined the case once before I had an attorney and once after. And she didn't really give a real reason, but she's a Democrat. So that's not really surprising, but no, not really. And he admitted to it with his attorney as well that he did it, but it was fine because he was just joking. See, and I think there's so many layers to the story because it not only is suppressing your political speech, but it's blatant harassment. I mean, he put his hands on you as a 16 year old girl just for wearing a pin. So if you don't want to look at it politically, at least look at it from the lens of, you know, harassment. I think that even for the fact that they didn't want to persecute on that says says a lot. So I'm sorry that he didn't get anything more than a two week vacation. I definitely think there should have been more to it. But other than being able to graduate early, was there anything positive that came out of it for you? Um, yeah, I also joined uh, Prager Force, the student ambassador program and young professional program for Prager U. So that's been really fun. I got to meet Dennis Prager and all these really amazing people. So that was also another blessing that came out of this. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So how, I mean, obviously you, you didn't get to go back other than for a week, but I'm sure you can imagine that as the election came closer, the atmosphere kind of, kind of changed. Um, what do you think that that might've looked like? Do you think the political censorship would have intensified? Do you think your story kind of helped it decrease? I'm not really sure. I hope that it woke some people up and made them realize, wow, like this is actually happening to conservatives. This isn't a good thing. Um, so I'm hoping some people woke up, but I don't think the, you know, climate of the school changed at all. Right. Unfortunately, I think it's going to take, you know, a lot of work to kind of turn that around, but it starts with having conversations like this on and being able to get those stories out there and talking to a bunch of different people. So what does the future hold for Sadie You're good now? What's coming, you know, down the track for you? Um, well, my whole goal is to be an actress. I have some pretty cool things lined up for this year. So as long as COVID and lockdowns, you know, are on my side, then they'll happen pretty soon here. Um, I might, go into politics like I re- I think I might run for president in 2040 <laughs> uh, depending on you know how stuff is going but I'm kind of focused on acting right now and then maybe a political future somewhere down the line 
Yeah, I love it. Our female Ronald Reagan comes from the the acting business into the political life. I love it. So um, going back, you know, to your to your political roots, you're obviously very passionate about politics and, and your beliefs. Um, why why do you think that is? Was it, you know, just the way that you were raised or what was kind of the spark for you to be so passionate about this and, and put up with all that you have? Yeah, so I was raised in a very conservative household. Um but I was also taught to think for myself. So my sister, obviously raised in the same household, she is on the complete opposite political spectrum as me. Like she is very far left. So that's just an example I use to say, like, I wasn't forced into these opinions. I did my research. I saw what was happening and I came to this conclusion by myself. Um, I started getting into politics around 2015, got my first MAGA hat in 2017 and um, started wearing it. And I started seeing, I got backlash for it. And I was like, whoa. And I'm, I'm the kind of person that's like, I'll stand up for myself if I need to. So I think that just kind of sparked something. And then I got really interested in it and I saw how fascinating certain topics are and I love debating. So I I just kind of gravitated towards it eventually. That's awesome. Good for you. So speaking off of that, I'm sure we know that there is a lot of young conservatives out there who now may be really scared to publicly voice that or to say it and call to cuddle, call them the closet conservatives. And so going through your experience, what would you say to other younger high school students or maybe even middle school who might be afraid to show off their conservatism? I would say just do it. I mean, you're always going to have people who disagree with you. Obviously, mine was a little bit more of a disagreement, but um, I mean, that's that's just life. If you feel that you want to share those opinions and you're really passionate about it, you should do it. I mean, there's so many people who just had my back and supported me, people I didn't even know. Um, I, I think I shot up more than a thousand followers after that. And it was just all support and love. There was hate, of course, but it was completely drowned out by all of the support I was getting. That's awesome. And I think that rings very true for anybody who goes through that, that experience. I mean, I know as well for me and a bunch of other people, they've said the same thing that the love and the support that they got completely overwhelmed any negative, you know, experience or feelings that came, you know, with it. So we're proud to have you as an American young patriot and hopefully president in 2040. I would, I would just say that if any other teachers are listening who may be on the left, even on the right, just don't be biased in the classroom. Like you can have your opinions, but don't quite literally assault a student over your political views if you disagree. <laughs> I think that's a very good message. I think, you know, that shouldn't be taken lightly. And what seems like it would be common sense apparently isn't anymore. So I think it's a good, good message for sure. So thank you, Sadie, for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, if there's any updates or anything good going for you, let us know and we'll kind of circle back and we'd love to have you on again. Absolutely. Thank you. What (laughs) an inspiring story let me just say there's so many good 
messages to take away, not only from her whole story, but just her words, her words of wisdom. And I think you'll see some emerging themes from all of the stories of cancel culture that we talk about here on Raised Right, of the left just trying to beat people down through harassment, through death threats, through doxing, just to make you absolutely terrified to even be yourself. And this whole idea that the left being tolerant just bugs the crap out of me because they're anything but tolerant. And the people that that go through this experience know that. They know how hard it is. And thank goodness there are amazing organizations out there like Turning Point USA and Prager University that (laughs) they throw us these lifelines when we go through these really hard times and then are able to help us find not only an amplification for our own voices, but a community and a career. And I think that's what the left and these keyboard warriors don't realize is how much they end up helping us in the long run um, by launching careers and and doing so much good in the end for the people that that do stand up to them. And it's just crazy that the amount of lack of respect for different opinions, for diverse backgrounds. I mean, I, I don't care if you like what I have to say. I don't expect you to agree with it at all. But I do expect you to respect it because there's a lot of things out there that we see and hear that we don't agree with, but we recognize more importantly that it's the right of free speech, the right of freedom of expression, and that is a constitutional value of our nation that cannot be diminished at all. And it's so important, like Sadie mentioned, to think for yourself. Do not let the media, do not let the education systems tell you what to believe, what's right, what's wrong. Take the time to just figure it out for yourself and truly be able to back up what you believe and why. And if you end up on the right or the left or whatever, good for you. As long as you came to that conclusion for yourself, that's more empowering than anything, I would say. So, Sadie, thank you for those messages and for those stories. I think they're really, really important to to share, and I'm super glad to be able to do this podcast. So, thank you. Enjoy this episode of Raised Right? Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to catch the next episode. And be sure to like and follow us on Instagram at Raised Right Podcast and Facebook and Twitter at Raised Right Pod. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.